0: Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. This episode is about reciprocity and the power of giving, exchange and trade, and the cultural anthropology of these sorts of dynamics. Lee Kronk is the one that wrote the essay. We often presume that when we are giving gifts, we are giving freely. We are giving with the affinity of altruism and that in these gifts, we are not expected to be reciprocal necessarily. Although that seems to be a sort of customary tradition that when we give, we also get. As with relationships, this is the dynamic of relationships. Now the definition of giving or how we define giving something is that we simply have something and we don't have it. We give it unto someone else so that they can have it now. And it seems like there's no strings attached to that if you're truly giving. Kronk goes over the colonial attitude of Indian giving, that when you're given something, like a pipe that was made, that you take it and you're like, oh, this is nice. I'm going to put it on my mantelpiece. But then Indians or natives would respond with, well, where's my stuff? So there's an indignancy of, oh, you're expecting something in return, huh? This is all conditional, huh? Versus oh so you think you could just take stuff you like just keeping things and it's a cultural attitude that it wasn't ingrained in one group of people or the other to know what to do when you give there's different customary expectations around it so the way in which you view a behavior is based on what you're taught from the group that you were enculturated under so indian giving white man keeping Having strings attached is a common mode of expressing relationship status and asserting power by creating dynamics of this is more, that was less, vice versa. A calculation is involved. Providing a kind of connection to status and defining the commitments. It can also produce acts of humility or to humiliate somebody, kind of flatten them out. And this can be almost like a uh, more peaceful way of having opponents and dealing with them. It also fosters the dynamic of inflicting guilt. Well, shame on you for not giving very much, or having nothing to trade, and it fosters a sort of indebtedness. Shame on you for not giving your end, not pulling your weight, and so forth. And in acts of diplomacy, and need, and trade, that these dynamics are probably very well kept. Economy and politics is mostly about power. Tribes such as the Wakung denounce gifts because they do not believe in unconditionality. That when you're expecting, they think that you're expecting a kind of gratitude, that you're showing up in order to sort of receive on your own terms something, that... In giving, you're met with a complaint rather than compliments and graces and gratitude that when you come up with a with a, a bovine or an ox, it's met with, how are we supposed to eat this scrawny bag of bones? And kind of downplaying the gift, like just being annoyed with generosity. That giving is looked down on. In more Western societies, giving is seen as a positive thing. It's encouraged. For one unspoken reason or another, maybe it is power, but maybe it is also just to show your status that I can give some of that status away to others to uplift them, or however it's met. But for the Wakung, they think that it's only revealing a sort of status conditional, and that they don't want to welcome status conditions. They see it as merely a means to an end of status and having strings attached. And they don't like altering the perception of self. Lee also describes an instance with the Mukogodo children and that their parents were, were telling them to give back the candy that the uh, cultural ethnographers were handing out. That when they were receiving these things, they're asked to give it back. And I'm guessing that this is supposed to form a sort of ethic, not to just be a, a taker because someone has some form of gratitude or fosters maybe a lack of trust on those that give. Sort of like that adage, a borrower nor a lender be. That maybe the uh, there's like this never-ending dynamic cycle of having to return and having to give in that somehow, transactionally, there's never really fair transactions. It's all uneven, that all of reality, when it's exchanged, and things are received, and things are made, that the dynamic is is never even footing. There's always something to it, that there's uh, an energy that is thrown out of balance when we engage in these sort of trading activities. Sometimes value is just purely ignored, that measuring the items that are being exchanged And comparing them and always keeping a sort of account on them isn't one way to run a relationship, that there's always gonna be the dynamic, but what is more important, that there is a relationship that is had, that there are ties that are happening, that the act of giving is showing that there's a relationship that is being generated, And that it's getting maintained through time. And that it'll wax and wane. It'll go up and down. But no one's watching that. It's sort of a test of do you want to have a relationship with me at all? Do you want to try? And I guess you have your own free will. But it's just the maintenance of the relationship that's a little more important. That there's a a promise of, of regularity. And that the whole measure of it all is obscured. That there's just a promise of future trades that is the important thing. There are some tribes that substitute war or conflicting with just giving, that you show up and you drop items at their feet. And that there's ceremonies on this where there's an X amount of items being laid at their feet, a bunch of blankets or a bunch of things they made. And then if the reciprocity doesn't seem to amount to it, that they don't produce or give as much then they are, quote, flattened by the gift giving, that the status of the tribe has been called into question because they're not giving enough, and that you sort of win status over people by just giving them them more stuff. It's almost like a power flex by helping people. And I kind of like that because everyone's sort of winning to some regard, but also the one giving is losing out more. But it's sort of like a, a status symbol of we're doing more. We can offer you more and we're willing to give it up because we feel comfortable with what we have sort of thing also. So it's sort of like a maintenance thing of how much you have. Sheesh, what materialists? In a similar vein of maintaining relationships, Carol Stack of of Duke University did an ethnography of an Illinois ghetto called The Flats, where they practice swapping. And the whole idea is that when there's tough times, you wanna have your neighbors feel obligated and remember that time that you gave them something of value that they needed at the moment, or you gave them that help, and that you f- it's a sort of sense of obligation or community in your neighborhood to help struggling neighbors. Even scientific journals have this sort of function, that when you publish to a scientific journal, It's a major contribution, and you get a lot of esteem and respect for that because you're contributing to the field. Now, Lee mentions that the article that he wrote that I am pulling from to do this podcast is that he was paid to do it, and that it's held in less esteem. Some journals may have more status in which you're getting paid, but that's not because you're more respected for it. You're more respected for that which you give for free. And i suppose that's how you develop a rapport by freely giving and maybe that brings uh, the strings along with it that eventually you get paid for the stuff you do through experience i suppose and maybe i offer you all these episodes maybe you've been listening to hours of my cast and then eventually you'll go well you know what he's contributed quite a bit i've listened to maybe five hours worth of material i might just throw him a, a 10 bone and <laughs> different political actions for sure crush a different autonomy by promising people certain things and getting them to behave like removing them from uh, previous settlements and moving them elsewhere so that the economic situation can change. Like if an oil field or something like that is to be exploited where people are living, you move them out, you promise them prosperity through the uh, acquisition of getting oil. A well-placed gift can sometimes, you know, crush autonomy and that whether or not you see the spoils is not up to you. You're just promised something and maybe they lie. Maybe that's the part of force and power and a promise of reciprocity that is never given. Foreign aid may also bind reciprocity or be seen as a dominance dynamic. Gratitude is a sort of indebtedness when it comes to certain things like this. And in the third world, there's sort of an exploitation of dependency and oh, what are you gonna do for me now that I pulled you out of the hole? It becomes more about a donor status than the recipient of the welfare it creates dependency so it can create a sort of unification and tie It also antagonize and, and subjugate and create power dynamics on behalf of the one that gives kind of reminds me of that song by the bravery unconditional that's a good song check it out just giving items magnitude kind of like diamonds Because diamonds are somewhat common, I don't think they're valued the way they should be. Just the nature of the thing, or even gems for that matter, I guess rarity can be called into question with some of these things of what they should cost. But certainly the utility of some items are much more useful than other ones, even though things like diamonds cost more uh, by size than gold or copper or cobalt or things of that nature but just the selling of an idea and giving that idea away to people. Will you marry me? Present a small rock. Yes, eternal love is almost priceless, whatever that means. Of course, I will pay any price to buy that symbol of eternal love and present it to someone and have them accept it. I'm giving you my my eternal love. I know you already kind of knew that maybe, but now I'm going to prove it with this status symbol because it was so expensive. It's almost as if the uh, pure value of the unconditional love is being presented with a purity of this precious value, this conditional. Look at how much value I put into it. I don't know. It seems kind of to me that these marks or symbols that are produced are a little more simple-minded. It's kind of more of a, a trap or like a materialization of some concept that cannot be. Well, if anything, I would think about the dynamics of control and the power of materialization and comparison, the sort of power dynamic that goes with trading. And to reflect on what reciprocity means and what gifts mean in the greater context of cultural attitudes and the ideas that different people have toward it. And that it's sort of anthropology is a solid philosophical commentary because it deals with different approaches to how we understand relationships to life. In Solomon's Temple, the riches are the content, all the different episodes, the wealth of knowledge. Thank you for tuning into this one. I had a lot of fun. Anthropology is awesome. Humans are interesting. I will see you next time.